We all know that I love making and recording my own podcast. Loudmouth is my heart and soul. But what's even more fun is that it's easy to do. And guess what? (laughs) You can do one too. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Because it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and anywhere else you can listen to podcasts. You can make money from it with no minimum listenership. It's literally everything you need to make a podcast right there in one place for free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hi guys and welcome back to Loudmouth Podcast. I'm your host, the one and only host of Loudmouth, Madison Hadler here. Happy Wednesday once again. It's fancy just meeting you guys here every Wednesday, you know. It's not like it's planned or anything at all. But I hope you guys are all having a good day and I do have some exciting news to share with you guys. Well, exciting in my opinion and hopefully exciting in yours as well. But the merch website that I work through, Spring, um, actually posted me on their Instagram yesterday. It's called Spring for Creators. I shared it on my story a lot, but I just want to share that because that's so exciting for me. They'd reached out to me like a month ago um, just asking if they could use my content that I'd created for my merch and then asked me a little if I could send in a little bio about myself and they made a whole post about me and it's just so fun to see it happen and to experience it because I feel like I've been putting in that work and sometimes it doesn't feel like you're getting the recognition you feel like you deserve. And so getting that one little validation that, hey, like you're doing good work just feels really great. So go like that picture, go comment on it, show them that us loudmouthers will be known. (laughs) I was trying to think of like a funny pun to go with that. It didn't really work real well. But welcome back to a new episode. That was my exciting news. I'll have it linked in the show notes if you want to go look at the post and comment on it. But more exciting news is we have a guest on today. Um, My guest is actually from TikTok. I know y'all are surprised that I have a TikToker on here. But she's a girl that I've been following for a while now, her name is Kimberly. Her name on TikTok is Kimber Yeet. Um, and I've been following her because I found her through, she was making these outfit videos kind of explaining why she was choosing these different styles. And most of her things were thrifted and she just had a very cool sense of style. She knew how to layer things. She knew how to put things together that I probably wouldn't have paired together originally. But after seeing it on, I was like, okay, yeah, that's cute as fuck. So that's kind of how I found her and I really just wanted to reach out with, to her because she just seemed cool and I like reaching out to people who I think are going to be cool and fun to talk to. And it was, we talked for over two hours. I know this is a longer episode, just like my one with Pablo. It was just too good to really cut down too much. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy her and enjoy this episode where we talk about being on TikTok, how she kind of got there talking about the outfit of the day's trend and things like that. So enjoy, you guys.
little bit more about yourself, introducing yourself and everything like that. Yeah. Okay. I'm Kim. I'm 22. I'm turning 23 in September. Third, I'm a Libra. Um, <laughs> I'm a Libra sun, Libra moon, Virgo rising. I'm a Libra moon and a Libra rising, but I'm a Taurus. Uh, so oh my gosh. Wow. So <laughs> like you're very ruled by Venus. Yes. <laughs> I was born in Virginia and then I moved to California when I was like 10 and then I've stayed here forever because I, I love it here. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I went to college. I just graduated last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I majored in film, television, and marketing. I had to move home because of COVID and that's kind of where I am. <laughs> oh, fun. Yeah. I graduated in 2020 as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I was a bartender for a while before I got a quote-unquote real job whatever that means honestly yeah (laughs) kind of just wanted to ask you a little bit about like why did you start using TikTok and how did you kind of end up on that platform yeah so because like you you're you're the same age as me so you kind of get it like when you we first heard about TikTok it used to be musically right yeah and so like I feel like all of us like older kind of Gen Zers were like that shit is so lame. Yeah, can I cuss? Yes, yes. Oh. Okay. We were all like, mm, that shit is so lame. Like, because at that point, people were just still doing like lip sync videos and like those cringy like acting videos and stuff like that. And I feel like around like maybe like November, October of like 2019 is like when a lot of people our age started like dabbling into it because I feel like TikTok really like ramped up their fucking abs oh yeah I remember seeing oh my god what's his name nice Michael it was him and then like two other guys and they were just like dancing in a circle and every day I saw it so obviously when you see something every day constantly you're gonna like just give into it and I feel like that was when a lot of like there was more people being doing more comedy on there as well and it kept on hearing about it and I was like I I need to know what's going on because I I was like their marketing is great I was like deep in my marketing classes I was like I need to understand what's going on I need to be a part of this um because I have major FOMO at like all time so I downloaded it and I didn't start posting on there until July um, because I was just like really, I overworked myself so much in college. I was, I've always been a consumer of things. Um, I mean, like people had always told me in like high school and like in college stuff, like you should start a YouTube channel. Like you would be so good at it. Especially when I, I used to tell stories all the time to my friends. They'd be like, you need to like throw this on YouTube. Like- <laughs> you're too good at telling stories not to like hype myself up but like no hype yourself up and then I remember in high school like my old my old best friend and I used to like do things on snapchat and like it was like a thing at our high school like people would like refer to me as like Natalie's friend that's like funny on on snapchat which is a side of myself that like you don't really see on tiktok yeah so did you guys just like do videos like comedy because it was like when vine was like really okay um, yes so like we're just like when we're together we're very funny (laughs) we're like hilarious I I'm a type of person that like I do really well bouncing off of people and we would like just have funny moments happen and then we would be like we need we need to put that on snapchat for just like 
or what? Just for fun. <laughs> yeah. So like, I've always been like, I've always loved doing that stuff. And I was like a MadCon girl. I was like a O2L. Like I love that shit. So like, I've, I love social media. I've, I've always have. And so when COVID happened and I like my literal whole life, my five-year plan just fucking went out the goddamn yeah. window. I was like, what the hell am I going to do? Like, because I, at the end of college, I was like, okay, do I want to go into marketing? Do I want to go into film? Like, what am I going to do? And then my heart was, my heart is always with film. Like that is just the number thing, number one thing I want to do. But of course, like with nepotism running rampant in Hollywood and, you know, it's all about people that, you know, and I don't know anybody in Hollywood. It, I was like, that's why I added the marketing major because I thought it was a, a smart thing to do. That's the Virgo rising in me. Yes, like, you of know, course. Reality check, girl. <laughs> um, <laughs> so after, so I thought I was going to become like a PA on a set and stuff mm-hmm. um, because I was working interning at a place. Actually, they made Crazy Rich Asians and they do a lot of the Fox shows like um, okay. Pose and uh the American crime story and they made hunger games that's like oh same like I was interning with them they were like yeah like we can totally get you on a set like blah 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 and then depression hit (laughs) and then the film industry was on hold for like half a year over half a year and um perfect timing right yeah yeah everything just kind of like was like oh no just kidding so that didn't happen and I was just kind of I don't know like my world kind of like shattered in a way and like it was really sad for a really long time and I was like I told myself forever in college I told myself the worst thing that could happen was if I had to move back in with my parents that was like worst case scenario because even when I was in college I did not go back home every summer I had did something so I didn't have to move back in with my parents so when the reality started sitting in that this was my my worst case scenario was fucking happening I was like not okay (laughs) um when the worst case scenario actually happens of course it's gonna have a big toll on your mental health and so when I moved home I literally tried to distract myself at all times um I was always hanging out with my friends I was doing like I was going out to bars in the middle of a fucking pandemic like definitely not proud of these things yeah but spoiler I got my shit together in like (laughs) August and we were were fine I was just like a lot of other things happened too like leading up to this like I had somebody very close to me suddenly die and like all this shit happened so like I was just like on a rampage because I didn't want to deal with all the grief that I had Mm -hmm. I wanted to divert all that attention and I wanted to live out my 22 year old life and like it's so selfish it Mm. is so selfish and that's like something I'm so grateful that this pandemic has taught me is to like not be as selfish like yes we're at the age where we're supposed to be quote unquote but it it, this whole pandemic shows that like we need to like care about each other yeah be respectful of other people yeah so um then in July was kind of like the tipping point of everything um and I was just like drinking a lot with my friends and like smoking a lot and like just doing things that like I don't normally do like I do love a good party let's not get it twisted I love a good party I love a good let's get drunk as fuck and like (laughs) shake our ass I I do live (laughs) 
but I don't do that all the time. That's yes. just not who I am. That's not the person I am. I, I also love being home and like chilling and stuff. Like I'm just so quirky and relatable. Like, <laughs> okay. The Taurus is in me. The Taurus in me is like, yes. Like staying mm-hmm. home. Are you kidding me? That's exactly what I love to do. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I just knew like, I wasn't doing it because I was having a fun time. I was doing it when, because I was deflecting and not trying to deal with my issues. Mm-hmm. So there's a big difference. Like doing it when you're actually trying to have fun and doing it because you're not trying to deal with your issues is like two different things. Yeah. And so in July, it was like July 4th weekend. I literally went on like a 40 hour hoe phase. And like, I was like, I went camping with people I didn't know. And like, I, it, it was so out of character for me which like it was good it was a good character development moment like (laughs) good plot point there you know (laughs) so like all these things building up I had that weekend and then I after I came back I just felt so weird like I was on a high because I had a really good time like it was a really really fun time but then I think it just set on to me after like the high I was like this isn't what I am Mm -hmm. like this is not, what am I doing? Doing shit that like, I don't want to be doing necessarily, but I feel like I have to, to fit in with these people, which like peace and love to those people. But like, and like, obviously I'm not judging them from their, for their things. It's just like, I was trying to make myself fit into people that I don't fit in with, which is hard because a lot of those people were people I love still. And they were, are my friends from like high school, but like, I feel like it's hard to realize that you have grown out of the people that you grew up with. Yes. So fucking uh, hard to yes. accept that reality. So that happened and I was just like depressed as fuck for a couple of days. And then we were like sitting in a, I know this is so dramatic for a lead up to like how I ended up on TikTok. No, um, I feel like everyone we listening can relate at some point too. Yeah, probably. exactly. So continue. Um, we were sitting in the car hotboxing and um I was just like I wasn't partaking I was just kind of like sitting there like calculating all of like my life like disassociating a little bit you're like yes a hundred percent disassociation everyone else was having a great time I was like sitting in the front seat like where am I (laughs) seriously and then I see the number five on like the windshield because it's all foggy and shit and then I just see the number five and I'm like that's weird okay yes I I literally made everybody shut up I was like are we seeing a five on this window shield (laughs) and I don't know why I had like a pull to like look up what the number five meant and the number five meant like oh your life is going to change dramatically within the next few days if it hasn't already started and like I know people like it I'm also a little wary about like numbers and shit but I felt like that one was too fucking clear no I mean yeah I think like and you were already searching for kind of something and then it hit you and it was like okay Mm -hmm. if that's what gets you started like that's what gets you started like exactly like if that's what exactly exactly thank you for affirming me yeah I got you (laughs) and I saw that and I was just like hmm I mean I had I was posting like videos in the middle of the night because I couldn't sleep I was like I would sleep during the day and then like be up all night and so I started like posting videos then but it was just like I wasn't taking them seriously or anything Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I just felt like I needed to do this every day. I just felt a pull after that to like start doing that every day. And then I was like, you know, I put a lot of effort into my outfits. Like maybe people will like 
my thought process on like how I pick out an outfit because even like if it's a simple outfit there was a thought process that got me onto there and I think that's really interesting I think uh, a person that inspires me to do that is like I girl she used to do like YouTube videos where she would like do her style bundles and she would talk about why she picked that for like the aesthetic or whatever Mm -hmm. and I loved watching those and she does she didn't like upload consistently and I was like maybe people like like my thought process on my own outfits so I started doing that every single day and then in like late July and August that's when I started like blowing up I gained like 45,000 followers within the first two months oh my gosh yeah a lot it was a lot like mentally as well because because I knew because uh, when I was in college I studied a lot about influence marketing because I thought it was the most interesting thing yeah like celebrity culture I just think is so fucking fascinating yeah that's why I spent a lot of my time and I understood like the psychological and like emotional effect it has on people when they bond with like creators Mm -hmm. and I was like am I equipped to be doing this because and like my friends like I tried to explain to them but I felt like I was like crazy for thinking this because like it doesn't matter like it's cool right and I'm like no because like there's there's psychological implications yeah like people are gonna look up to me and people are gonna expect things from me and like yes it's on like um I only had like 45k at the time so it's like Mm -hmm. and I'm still a very micro influencer but I learned in college, like micro influencers, because it's such a small following, it's even more of a deeper connection. Yes. Yes. Because there's so much more interaction. Yeah. So like, I was just like, I knew all of that. And so it was like freaking me out. And like, I disconnected my Instagram from my TikTok. Like I stopped posting and actually, no, I didn't stop posting, but I stopped interacting with people as much because I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. Am I like in a headspace where I could be like a role model type of person? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's a huge shift, especially after kind of starting this because you were feeling depressed and you were feeling kind of like out of it. So then just start this and then get that fame. You're kind of like, uh, <laughs> exactly. And it, yeah, it was just so jarring. It was literally zero to hundred really quickly. Um, so yeah. And I was like, I think I am at the time I was in therapy and like, I was working through my shit, like grieving and all that jazz and fun stuff. I think, I think it's, I think I can do it. Yeah. I've always wanted to, like, there's been a deep part. I literally loved Hannah Montana. I literally thought I was going to be Hannah Montana growing up. I was like, maybe this is like the time I can be Hannah Montana. Yes. It's kind of is like Hannah Montana. It's so weird. Yeah. And I feel like, especially people around our age, like you were kind of bringing up YouTube. Like when I was younger, I had YouTube videos, uh, 300 subscribers. Um, but I, (laughs) I would make YouTube videos and like, look up to the beauty gurus and like, think like that was the coolest thing. So I feel like our age group has kind of become so comfortable with influencers too, but we're also seeing now like on TikTok, all the Gen Z's like holding these influencers accountable because I feel like in our age group, we didn't really like mm-hmm. hold them accountable oh, because all I think of uh, all the mad convoys and all the misogynistic ass shit they said and it didn't take like I remember that video of Nash Cameron and JC where they're like what guys look for in girls or whatever <laughs> and then it wasn't until Nathan Zed made that video being like guys what? like what, what the fuck are they talking about like that's ridiculous and like I think that was the moment for me where I was like, yeah, wait, what? Like, why are we listening to what these stupid boys have to say about us? Yes. And now like Gen Z is on top of that shit. Like they will 
check people real quick if some if they say something wrong, which can also lead to that kind of anxiety around kind of having that following. A hundred percent. Which is why like I I'm I do love talking. I love talking. I have my own podcast. Like I live for that shit. But like sometimes on TikTok, because you can never know where that TikTok will go on what side of TikTok it will go mm-hmm. to. Because I love the side that like my videos end up on. So for the most part, because I don't like, I feel like everyone that follows me is like super nice and kind and supportive. And I love like the little community that I have following me. But if I do a talking TikTok where I express one of my opinions and like it ends up on the wrong side and like mass amounts of people are giving you hate and you're like, wait, hold on, wait a minute telling you but I feel like sometimes it can go toxic so quick Mm -hmm. you know and like I I mean I feel like I can take things personally a lot of times too yeah yeah yes (laughs) so having those people comment those things and like you know not even be hating on me be kind of like criticizing an opinion or giving their Mm -hmm. opinion on my opinion I'm like why are you attacking me, bro? Like, what? Yeah, like there's a different, there's like, and I feel like because TikTok, you can only say so many things and so many times it can be taken out of construct because I love seeing other people's point of views. And like, when you're saying it respectfully versus like, not saying like, I can't take criticism at all. I, I, I can, mm-hmm. but there's a difference in, between like a actual criticism and people just like, coming right out the gate and not having like empathy behind their words or anything because a lot of times it's just out of ignorance or like not seeing a different side you know what I mean but some people and I get it especially if it's like a harder topic like coming out of the gate being angry but that's like I've I've noticed like that's not a great way to do it because people will just like block you or like like just be on the defense because no Mm -hmm. one likes anger coming towards them nobody no so expressing your opinions in like a calculated like polite manner I feel like is the best way yeah and then you can get angry yeah these people are like actually like being harmful to people it's different when people are just trying to state their opinion I feel like there needs to be more kindness but when people are like Christian Walker like just being blatantly aggressive and like ignorant to the point where it's like harmful to others then yes yes and I feel like a lot of the times you can kind of look at influencers and see who like takes that kind of, because a lot of time it is ignorance. And I know, especially like I'm a white woman, I don't see a lot of different sides. You know, I definitely have my own viewpoint of the world. Mm-hmm. And so like, I think TikTok has become that place where I can learn different viewpoints and kind mm-hmm. of like broaden my horizon be like, okay, so, you know, being white has given me obviously this privilege. So how can I like look at it from a different point of view and realize that not everyone has the same, you know, privilege that I do. And mm-hmm. so it's TikTok is great for that kind of stuff because you see all these different people and they give their opinions and things like that. But it's like those influencers who take those opinions and actually like apply them or they take those other sides and be like, okay, I totally get what I said was harmful and I was just ignorant in it. But then there's other influencers who just are like, well, no, like I'm not gonna like, this is my side. So that's actually how I found you was through your like daily outfit videos where you kind of talked through the process. So is there any kind of like formula you created for doing those or did you just kind of go off of what you were thinking about the outfit that day it's truly just whatever comes to me that day like if it's a specific piece or if it's just like a vibe I a lot of times I feel like it's like 
okay, let me think about the scenario I'm about to get myself into. Like, where am I going? And, but also I'm like in the, I'm getting into this phase where I'm like, why am I saving pieces for certain times? And why can't I just dress however I want to, whenever I want to? So yeah. that's where, that's the era I'm entering right now. <laughs> I think especially after coming out of the pandemic, it's like, let's not waste all our clothes that we have. Like, let's exactly. wear them. And like, I, I've been collecting vintage for like five years now. And there's pieces in my closet that I've never worn because I haven't had the occasion, quote unquote. But you're alive today. Yeah. That is the occasion. literally what does that mean anything can be an occasion if you want to make it an occasion I'm tired of these dress codes shit yeah who cares I feel like for me it's been like I had to unlearn jealousy and unlearn like comparing myself to others and like I've been on that journey for like a couple years now but I think watching TikToks and watching other and like being directly in the fashion community has been like so beautiful to like help me along in that process to like be like yeah I wouldn't wear what like maybe like one of my mutuals would wear but like I support them and what they're doing and I think it's fucking cool on them because they love it and they look confident in it and where for as like I feel like if you talk to myself in high school I'd be like why the fuck is that bitch wearing that that's so gross and so ugly like why would they wear that and it's such like it's so weird to think about that like how you used to think yes sometimes it's like so weird to be like oh my god why would I ever think like that that's an ugly way to think yeah Um, and it's also like unlearning that misogyny too of that you're automatically in a competition with every woman out there it's like no you're Mm -hmm. not like they can exist and I can exist and we can both exist at the same time everyone has their own sense of style you have an appreciation for somebody else's style but not want to put it on your own body Yes. That's totally valid. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yes. So whenever, like, so you started doing, you know, the outfit of the days and things like that, were you ever kind of scared to go beyond that? Because I know a lot of times, like you kind of get in that niche, Mm -hmm. were you ever kind of worried about getting out of that? And yes, because like nobody was doing it at that time. Um, like I, I'm not saying like I'm the first person ever to do that, but I feel like the way I did it was very like kind of like I, don't, I hate taking credit for things because I don't because it's not because it's happened before like I took it from iGirl and like mm-hmm. I took it from other people but I was the first one of the first people to like do it that way on TikTok yeah. I think I think yes. I haven't seen I'm I'm just trying not to get like disclaimer <laughs> disclaimer <laughs> because like um so like but everybody at that time was doing like the silent like pose lift up the leg like type of thing which is like so cute I do that shit now (laughs) um and I was just like maybe I should start doing that because I feel like a lot of fashion photographers at the point weren't talking Mm -hmm. it was very much just like this is me in an outfit walk in frame walk out of frame yeah (laughs) you know um and I was like maybe I should start doing that like because after like you know, like when you gain, you gain exponentially and then it kind of like plateaus for a really long time. So I'm like, okay, like how the fuck do people care about me yeah. still? Like, um, continue. So like, <laughs> and like, maybe I should, and like, also I got burnt out because I was literally posting every single day. 
And like, sometimes I don't want to put on an outfit. A lot yeah. of the times I would put on the outfit and immediately change out of the outfit. And then I felt like an imposter because all these people in my comments were like, oh my God, I love how you get dressed, even though you're not doing anything. And I'm like, you're like, yeah, I totally do that. And then you're like, oh. like I hate to break it to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I liked it still because it was like a way to like kind of exercise my brain in a way yeah and like so, your creativity on it exactly like I have my little creativity of the day and now I get to relax in my comfy pants yeah like, did you ever find it hard I feel like because you kind of started out you know explaining like your thought process on outfits you're kind of already giving you know your personality and showing who you were but did you ever find it hard to kind of show more of who you are as a person to a TikTok audience? Yeah, because a big part of my identity is also film, right? Mm -hmm. So like the fact that like I started off talking about fashion, I was like, okay, how the fuck do I like bring film into this aspect? And I, I should start doing this again. I really like doing it. But I started like challenging myself to be like, okay, I mean, I did like a move or an outfit inspired by her. I did an mm -hmm. outfit inspired by like, albums that I was listening to and I wish I kept doing that you know mm -hmm. I, I'm probably gonna start doing it now that you like, <laughs> you, like write it down <laughs> so I was just trying to figure out ways how to bring in like my other sides of my personality into fashion mm -hmm. and for a long time I was and still now I'm still scared to like bring out my personality a bit on like fashion TikTok even though it's weird because it seems as though I am bringing my personality through these talking videos but it's mm -hmm. like that is just my fashion brain yes you're not seeing like my brain when I'm with my friends you're not seeing mm -hmm. my brain when I'm like thinking about film so like I'm trying I'm still trying to think about other ways to like bring my other personalities yeah weird way to think about it but like it is like yeah I there's mean, different facets to a human yeah and like people you know came to your page for one thing and sometimes breaking because I know everyone's like you need to give yourself a niche you need to do one thing and like stick to that because that's I what hate want. that and yes. every time I like look into like videos or like I watch like people on that they're like yeah find your niche find your brain and I'm like I'm not that though like that's not who I am like I, and I feel like that's another reason why a lot of tiktokers and why a lot of youtubers burn out because you feel like you can only show this one part because all the people around you are telling you that that is the only thing you can do. Mm -hmm. And you're like, this is how I gained my fame. So this is how I have to keep it. No, yeah. it's, it's so hard. I feel like, like I started this podcast like two years ago, just because I, and then like, I always think there's always a fear of like losing, um, followers. Mm -hmm. I think there was a point a couple months ago where I, I was like constantly losing followers and I was just like, okay, what the fuck? I was like, so people hate me. Yeah. So people hate me. So that's what's happening. Oh, cool. Just um, and it like it makes especially when your content is your personality or like a facet of your personality, mm -hmm. it like hurts a bit deeper. Yeah. You know? Like, oh my god, so people don't like what I have to say anymore. Like, what's going on? And so I think that's another reason why there's a fear for like people to branch out of like their niche. Yes which I hate. Like, yes. I hate <laughs> no, I hate that too. And I think kind of going back to what you were saying earlier about you, like, I, I mean, you were the first person that I saw at least like doing these kind of videos and then like getting ready videos became like huge. I mean, let me tell you something. Can I like rant about something? Oh my, go off. People started crediting like Suede Brooks 
for it and like Victoria Perius. And the only reason, like, no, well, it made me think, I'm like, am I crazy or did I do that before? No, suede never came up on my For You page, like ever. I had no idea until I saw like people that were my mutuals being like, I be suede brooks or like like bigger tiktokers uh, being like oh the queen of get ready with me is suede brooks and i was like let me look back let me look at my or on and like i started thinking to myself because you have to think like this like (laughs) i am a plus size i'm i'm asian and white so Mm -hmm. like i am a plus size person of color Mm -hmm. and And i don't like shop like these big brands that like because they're fucking expensive and also not sustainable so like that's not who I am but Suede Brooks is a skinny rich white girl mm-hmm. I looked her up and I just like did not feel that personal connection that like other people felt and I think because like I I'm a white girl so like okay we're kind of on the same page but it was like the money for me honestly I was like watching her put on these expensive clothes and I was like I just cannot relate to that. And I don't know why, like, it's so calculated, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like that's another reason why sometimes I have imposter syndrome when it comes to these things, because I don't, like, I don't make my shit look nice. <laughs> Do you know okay. what I mean? Like, like your videos or like your- Yeah, like my videos. Like, okay. I feel like a lot of times, like, like- like for suede I'm gonna use suede as an example because like get ready with me is like it's like perfect lighting a beautiful Mm -hmm. background like it's clean cut you know like high quality ass camera because she has the newest iPhone like it it looks so nice Mm -hmm. whereas mine like my fucking bedroom is so chaotic and I also don't care about angles I will literally like throw my phone up on a different thing I'll like show myself like throw like show my messy ass like basket of things and like I feel like sometimes I have I'm like maybe I should be more clean cut like maybe I started doing like um I started doing those like trends where it was like a a corner of my room and like I'm just doing a clean transition and like I still like doing those here now but it's not like I don't think that's who I am like that's not what I like doing all the time you know Mm -hmm. and like there are people that do that all the time and that is their thing and like period because finances are fucking hard and that's why I don't do them yeah I like messy shit I like things like not looking clean and like literally look at my room right now <laughs> that shit is that is how my room is like a million like all the time so that kind of just shows the more relatable and also if you're going through you know your different outfit ideas and stuff your room isn't gonna be spit spot perfect I know when I'm choosing an outfit even just for like the morning to go to work I'm like throwing everything everywhere trying to figure out what's gonna look the best like trying on different things and I think that's what I was gonna say I was like (laughs) but like both are valid yeah because there are people that are crisp and like can't like I get people whenever I show my room in any capacity they're like girl your room is too chaotic like it is too fucking messy and I'm like girl this is clean yeah (laughs) like well I know where everything is so yeah exactly and I feel like maybe that's undiagnosed ADHD I have no idea (laughs) um I need to get myself diagnosed (laughs) um but like both are valid in different ways you know what I mean yeah it's just kind of 
how you kind of across- that like, your content is not for everybody. Yeah. I think is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And like you kind of, like what you were saying earlier, like you found like your community, like your followers mm-hmm. are so, you know, so like you and nice and everything like that. I just feel like there's just a point, like, even if you're clean and, you know, I love a good, like aesthetic little, like, um, I vlog. wish I could yeah. Oh, trust. I literally like I'm on the side of TikTok that's like the people that reorganize things and like it's all clean and like put together. I'm like, oh god, I wish. Wish. <laughs> I don't want people to think I'm like <laughs> trying to like just because like I wish I could do that. Yeah. I wish like I had the patience, the mindset, like, and I think that's another reason why I have imposter syndrome is because like obviously I'm gonna compare myself to people even though I try not to mm-hmm. like I want brand deals I want to start making money off of this stuff like because I do put a lot of time into it even though it like it looks messy like I put in time and effort onto my shit yeah um, and I think that's another reason why I don't get brand deals because it's too messy yeah it's just yeah. so hard and I just don't get that and I, I hope brands kind of come around a little bit more on that because it's like you want, you know, like we were saying earlier about micro influencers having even more influence because it's like, you're more connected with them and things like that. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I wish brands could see that, like, I'm going to trust what someone like who is, you know, a little bit messy, like me, who is more relatable to me, who talks about their bad day, whatever. I'm going to buy something from them over you know, but they can do both, you know, like yeah. you can have the influencer that's messy and you can have the influencer that does like the clean, like classic influencer shit because mm-hmm. people like both of them. Yeah. You know, and like I get from a brand perspective, um, wanting like the video to look like clean and like you want your pr- product to be promoted in the right way. Mm-hmm. But sometimes like I feel like I remember in YouTube when like a youtuber started getting like sponsors in their videos and stuff people started like hating it and like mm-hmm. a lot of the comments were like it's too clean like this is like too much like this is like you're losing a part of yourself yes um and I wish brands would trust the creator more yes because yeah they know their audience like that's why you want them to promote your brand because you want their audience to buy your stuff so yes. they know like I, and it's hard because obviously I'm not an influencer and I've never been approached with a brand deal. So, I mean, I can't say that if money got put in front of me, I wouldn't, you know, Oh yeah. Go with what they were saying, but it's like, it sucks because I would want to, I would love to say that I would be like, well, like I'll stand up for myself and be like, well, my audience wouldn't really like that, but you know, it's just, no, is so hard. I've had to say no to so many things. And I think that's like, another reason why I get like anxious about it because I'm like well I've had this offer but it's just like not who I am like Mm -hmm. I think what I had to like tell myself is like if I wouldn't buy from them with my own money I shouldn't promote it to other people yeah that's like fast fashion brands like obviously I've been offered a lot of fast fashion Mm -hmm. not a lot maybe like three I'm making it sound like my my inbox is very dry But like I've gotten like DMs from like fast fashion places and like emails from like a couple, like three or four. Mm-hmm. And I've just been like, uh, should I? Like I've come very close, but I'm like, I wouldn't do it. Like yeah. I, that's not that's not why people follow me is for fast fashion content. A lot of times these brands don't want to pay you. Yeah. I, I get emails sometimes and then I remember I just saw I just was looking through my email and one was like, We'll pay you ten dollars. 
what? $10 per like minute video that you make for us. And I was like, you know, a minute video takes like so long to edit and go through and figure out. I have like a unique perspective because I know how much money gets put into advertising and marketing. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy how much people are underpaying influencers because an advertisement on television, like break is not going to bring in the same amount of people as like an influencer. Yes. Influencers have a lot of power Mm -hmm. and it's weird because a lot of times influencers and I feel like people prey on like younger influencers that don't know this type of stuff. Um, it's like, it's so hard because like, it's like, there's not a set rate and nobody really talks about it really. But I was like talking to people like, cause I do it a lot for small businesses mm-hmm. because that's, that's who I like to support. That's who I put my money towards. And like, I know how much, cause I run like a small business. Mm-hmm. Um, I sell clothes at the, like, the swap meet. Like I resell clothes and like, I don't do it. Like I probably do it like part-time hours, but like, mm-hmm. I just need it for like so I can sustain myself and save to move out you know what I mean yeah yes but there's people who have spent their whole life savings and like spent like 20 plus years on these things and like um because of COVID and everything like it sucks so like I just think about like the small businesses I like to go to and I want to make free advertising for them because yeah. I know they sometimes they don't have the means to do it and like I did one for one of my favorite like jewelry places in Ventura and that one blew the fuck up I was not anticipating that at all and then the owner reached out to me and she was like you have no idea how much your TikTok helped me and like she had like such a hard year she had to close like her New York stores and she she was telling me like a lot about like how she like started this and everything and I had no idea like when I started like growing my like following I was like I need to go to Brooklyn Charm like I need to go make a video about this place because I love it I feel like nobody knows about it and so I finally got the chance to do it and then it blew up and I got to change like this woman's life for at least like uh, like and help her business and help her dream like grow um through such a hard time and like you know, like I got to help her doing this one part. Yeah. Like that, that means so much more to me than like working. Corporation. Yeah. You know, I was actually going to ask you a little, like just about that video or just bring it up at some point, because I think that was really cool. Cause I knew that you like had a following, obviously, like you got comments and everything, but I feel like that, like, like people going there after you posted about it, like how much of an influencer did that make you feel like? Like, I feel like that would have been like- It was jarring as fuck because I think like the past couple months I've been like losing a lot of followers and I just felt like kind of like, what do I do? Like, yeah. what am I doing? <laughs> and I like, I feel like a lot of my mind space the past couple months have been like put into like starting like the swap me and like doing that shit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, I was just kind of, I was also feeling a bit lost. Mm-hmm. So the fact that like, I got to see- I literally got to see the reaps of like my work, I guess the rewards of like my, my work yeah, and it helping somebody's business that I genuinely give a fuck about was just like, so reaffirming to me that, yeah. I, okay, I am doing the right thing. And it was nice because now like it's opened more opportunities for me. Like she's like, she wants me to like help her like in her team, like learn TikTok and like make videos for them. And like, I got to go up like a, 
like two weeks ago and I made like three more videos for them and I made another one on my channel and just like in the video I talked a lot about like my like the personal things of it and I feel like that's another thing that like bigger companies lack Mm -hmm. is like they are thinking about the bigger picture when a lot of times people care about the personal details yeah and like the humanity of it I feel like a lot of times in brand deals and with like social media in general the personality and the humanity of things is gone yes and that's why people don't relate to it and that's why sometimes brand deals like fall on their ass yeah but the things that go viral and the things that people give a shit about and like will actually support is like humanity and people yeah people care about people for the most part yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> luckily like the company that I'm working with is like super nice and patient and they're like mm-hmm. we want it to be natural I I'm so glad that that's like my first experience with a brand because now I have like an expectation and like yeah I love that. that. Wish that, you know, influencers did talk about like the money that they're getting from these deals a little bit more because it's like Mm -hmm. one that needs to be, I mean, I feel like you need to be not fully transparent with your audience. Obviously there needs to be boundaries in there, but like with that kind of stuff, like brand deals and stuff, being transparent about it all. And Mm -hmm. also because not only helps you and your audience's connection, but it also helps other influencers and smaller influencers who Mm -hmm. are just kind of getting into it. Which is why I love, I just was listening to Pretty Basic and Ricky Thompson and Denzel Dion's podcast. Mm -hmm. And they, well, Pretty Basic has a lot of episodes about like influencers and influencing. And then I just listened to Ricky and Denzel's episode about influencing influencers. And I was Mm -hmm. like, this is so yeah, no, I do this pretty basic because I just like when they talk about like the business side. Of- I, I want to meet them so bad. Like I want to give them a hug and be like, you guys are precious little angels. And like, I appreciate you so much, like coming from like, as like a micro. Do you feel like you, like, do you interact a lot with your followers and things like that? Like, do you feel like, you know, like, obviously not all of them, that's a lot of people, but I know you're saying like, kind of like a community. Do you feel like you've kind of like fostered that? I think in like a it's a very small way Mm -hmm. but I kind of stop replying to comments a lot of times just because it's a lot of energy for me and like at one point I was spending literally four plus hours a day replying to comments and that is not good for anybody no I think I just like pick I will apply to a couple but I'm like if I'm not feeling it that day I don't I don't need to yeah I don't need to do it like people will slide in my dms that they really need to ask me a question or like something like that um but I really going on live a lot like if I'm feeling up to it I like going on live and like a lot of times the same people will come into my lives and because I'm such a small creator in the grand scheme of things Mm. like I don't get a ton of people in my life so the people that are on it they get to like basically have a conversation with me yeah so I really like that and I wish hopefully in the future like I'll be able to like maybe go to like a VidCon or like something like that I don't know if those things are going to be able to like be a thing in like the same capacity because of COVID but I love talking to people face to face I feel like that's where I get the best version of myself yeah I feel like TikTok would be Let's they like do lives with like creators, you know, they host like those kind of panels. But I feel like TikTok, TikTok would be absolutely stupid not to do a VidCon type thing, but with only TikTok. Somebody, somebody has to have had pitched that. Yeah. Had like, to. 
And if not, I'm copyright, I'm, t- I'm trademarking it right now. And I'm going to go to TikTok headquarters and be like, listen, here's the thing. But I think like that would, because, you know, TikTok is that main thing now. And even though TikTokers still like, you know, have YouTube channels, have their Instagrams, have their other like podcasts and platforms and things like that. Like they got their, fo- like a lot of people got their following on TikTok. Yeah, and a creator on TikTok is a very hard platform to be a creator on. Yeah. It's extremely hard yeah. because like when you think about YouTube and like Instagram or like Twitch or something, the people that follow you get, have like a direct like subscription thing mm. to like look at all your stuff. And like, even on like, yeah, you have the following page on TikTok, but it's not the first thing you see. Yeah. And a lot of times people just scroll on the for you page. And then if you're like a person that, um, consumes a lot of TikTok and stuff and like, this goes for any social platform we appreciate the fuck when like people interact with our content and like it like I appreciate a lot more when people ask questions or like something like that like I love when people ask questions under my videos and like asking things like yeah we love like a good like cutie or like you look so good like of course we love hearing that but like I think the more valuable conversations I have and the things that I remember are people asking questions and like constantly asking like I've made friends with me like people that comment on my videos all the time like there's one girl um Tanya and she like always was commenting on like every single of my videos and obviously you're gonna remember that and like yeah I like started looking at her page and I saw that she did like she like paints tote bags and I was like oh my god bitch like let me get a tote bag like let me pay you and let me commission you to get me a tote bag so like it helps you at the end of the day like you're making a relationship with a person you care about and then if you have your own thing like of course we're gonna want to support you as well because you support us I feel like TikTok is great for that community because it does kind of like push that a little bit more but it's hard because the like just depends on kind of what comes up on your page even if you follow a person like what is that about? Why why would we do so that? Weird. Page is so weird. I kind of hate it now, to be honest. Like my for you page, I'm just like, it's so jarring. And like sometimes you'll get like and yeah. and what you were kind of saying earlier about like, you know, seeing the skinny girls do like these outfit of the days and stuff. I feel like some like a lot of times that kind of gets pushed on my page. And like mm-hmm. I'm like, I just can't, like, I can't, I don't know. Like we don't have the same experience in that kind of way. Mm-hmm. And like I don't know. People talk about it here and now, but like, I feel like a lot of times when you talk about plus size people, the conversation always has to be met with, well, skinny people also have to. So it's like, it's, it's never, I feel like recently there had been like productive conversations about it, but Mm -hmm. like for a long time, like there was big conversations, especially when like, I mean, it's still a thing, thrift flipping and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like, y'all stop buying 4x and 5x clothing stop there are people out there that have those bodies and they deserve to have shit that feel like that like fits them and like even like and like it's weird because I have like a both view of it because I love consuming I love thrifting I like going to like thrift stores and vintage malls and stuff like that but I also run one so Mm -hmm. it's like hard for me because like I know firsthand how hard it is sourcing that shit yeah and than seeing like people buying a bunch of like 5x and 4x things that are like mildly cute and like turning into like dresses and shit like yes we love that because we love sustainability but you can do that with like something in your size yes I don't think people think about the how it gets in front of you and what happens to it after 
it, it leaves you. Yeah. Nobody thinks about that. Nobody thinks about that. And it took me a while to like educate myself on that. And like, luckily, um, I had things, I, that's why I liked my college because it was like a liberal arts college and I had to take classes that about things that were my major and it really did open up my eyes to like a lot of different things if if I went to like a public school or something mm-hmm. like that. Like I wouldn't have learned how much I care about sustainability and the environment and stuff. And that's why I stopped eating red meat. And that's why like I stopped shopping at fast fashion places. And like, I have a privilege because I am plus size, but I'm on the smaller size of being plus size. And I can technically fit into some mediums and larges, you know, there are people out there that literally fast fashion is their only option and that's okay. We're not yeah. talking about those people. Mm-hmm. So it's like hard talking about the subject because you don't want to like, um, make people feel bad about their decisions. You're just trying to like educate them on it, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, it takes time to learn it. And that's why like, I believe I, that's why I like doing my content because I just kind of like show lead by example, Mm -hmm. I guess. And I'm not trying to force it down people's throats. I am trying to make you aware of it, but at the end of the day, it is your choice. And, but I think sometimes when it is talking at you sometimes, or like trying to guilt trip you into it, that's when people like revolt and like, are like, no, fuck you. Like I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. And like, you can't tell me otherwise. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just such a weird thing. Like how do you make people care about how your Shein or Zara clothing got in front of you and like where it's going after. Yeah. How do you make people do that? And that's something I've been like racking my brain about is like, how do I talk about this? Cause I want to talk about it, mm-hmm. but I also don't want to vilify people. Yeah. And will make people feel bad if that's their only option because I'm yeah. not talking about them. Yeah. I'm talking about the people that have the option and have the means, but don't do anything about it. And like you were kind of saying earlier, especially just, um, we are talking kind of like the body positivity movement and everything. Like it's like all, you know, the skinnier, like Eurocentric standards of beauty. And they're like, well, I shouldn't be hated on because of my body. And it's like, well, yeah, we're not saying like, people are not yeah. saying like, we hate on you because you're skinny. Like, that's not what it is. It's Sorry. Because- it's not about you this time. Yeah. Like, there's, like, I think that's so hard for a lot of people to like, obviously when you say something or like you see something or you watch something you're gonna apply it to yourself but sometimes it just has nothing to do about you yeah you were saying that in college like you were interested in the influencer kind of realm and like learning about all that stuff and things like that do you want to continue along like an influencer path like is this what you want to do because I know you said you film too is that something that you still want to like get into and pursue a career with I want to do it all (laughs) like I really do like I have so many different interests that I want to pursue and it sucks that we live in a world that like makes it makes you feel like you have to pick one Mm -hmm. you know yeah I'm like why can't I want to be a producer but also make TikToks like why is that unprofessional why is that not allowed you know and I think as Gen Z gets more into places of power and more people of color and people of like different influence, like backgrounds and diversity and all that beautiful things get into places of power and may start making decisions. We're going to see a great shift in the workplace that is much more accepting. But the reality of the situation is like when I'm applying for jobs and when I'm looking for things, I 
they're the people that are going to be my bosses are straight cis people and a lot of times they're going to be men most yeah. of the time they're going to be men especially in film um so that's been really hard and a really hard one for my parents to bite down on because I've been unemployed and out of school for like a year and they're like well why don't you have a job and I'm like well I care about who I work for yeah like if I don't align if I don't fuck with what they're doing I don't want to work for them yeah I think that is so mind-blowing to people our parents age Uh uh-huh yes what I keep on ending up with is just like I'm not gonna go down the beaten path like I have to go a different way if I'm gonna achieve everything I want to and that's fucking terrifying it's literally so fucking terrifying because you kind of have to pave the way for yourself and figure out what that game plan looks like like Mm -hmm. no real references (laughs) yeah and I'm literally just throwing things at the fucking wall and seeing what they do yeah it's like I want to be a PA and I want to do that but I also want like and I feel like I can do both is like do fashion content and also do like film stuff but also like I believe in myself so much and I think my skill set is beyond a PA yeah and I know that's like a taboo thing to say within the film community it's like been such like a hierarchy thing but fuck that like yeah I'm tired of the hierarchy that there is in like the entertainment industry it's so suspect it's really weird and like kind of creepy to be mm-hmm. honest it's it's very weird like um so I think I want to do things not traditionally. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just trying to figure out how to do that. Like I, I, I do like the idea of being on a set and I do like the idea of that kind of stuff. And I do want to do that. I'm not saying like if a PA job came to me tomorrow mm-hmm. on like euphoria or something, I'm not going to say no, like I'm not a fucking idiot. Like I'm going to take that. Yeah. I think so. Like a lot of people in older generations, like their world revolved around money and power and I don't think that's like a priority for a lot of people our age. It's yep. like more about caring about the people that work for you and like treating people fairly. Mm-hmm. Which I'm so glad. I'm so glad that we're seeing that change because I think that would just make us all happier humans and oh, better yeah. people at the end of the day. Yeah. But whenever I tell my parents, I'm like, I don't care about money. They're like, <laughs> I don't give a, I don't care. I don't yeah. care. I care more about how I am living my life rather than like making money and like how I treat other people yeah I care way more about that and like my morals than getting paid at the end of the day um which is like back to like TikTok tying it back in because we went (laughs) off so bad but like like it is hard like having to like and like at this point in my life where I'm like ideally supposed to like start my trajectory on like my whole career and my life and it's just like so daunting like having to think about money and having to think about moving out and like stuff like that it's it's just so daunting to me because the things that I want to do aren't steady Mm -hmm. and like that's it's it's really weird yeah and it's like there's no way to do it yeah and it's so funny because like especially influencers like no one takes it as a real job but I'm like it's like they're a part, I mean, as like our lives, especially our generation, like they're a part of our life every single day. Like when you care about an influencer, when you trust them like that, you're going to their profile almost every day to like check up on what they're doing and things like that. I just kind of wanted to ask a little bit, like what is kind of, I mean, I feel like you sprinkled it throughout, but what is kind of your advice for someone who, you know, wants to kind of start on TikTok or start 
influencing or just kind of any advice that you can give for people who kind of want to start doing kind of what you do or whatever it is? Um, doing things that you want to do rather than what's trending. I know it's very much like um, people, you want to like gain a lot of followers fast, but also there's negatives that come to that. And it's okay if you don't grow your mass following within like two months, like I did, like that is, that is fine. Like, honestly, I wish it happened slower mm-hmm. because it's a lot more pressure on you. Um, I would say, think about if you are in a good headspace to have a following, because not only are a lot of people looking up to you, but you're also going to have like this indirect or direct pressure on yourself to like be a certain type of person for your audience, which is like, you shouldn't have to do that because you're a human. Yeah. So just like being authentic to yourself is like what I would say, which is like so generic, but it's true. And I feel like it gets lost a lot of times. And if people don't care, I know it's hard and I, I struggle with this as well, but like if you're losing followers or if like you're not gaining followers quick enough, like don't think that's a reflection of yourself you know, that it doesn't have anything to do with you at the end of the day. Like, you don't know who's viewing it. You don't know who is, who's it's reaching, who it's reaching at the end of the day. Like, it's hard to like not bring numbers into it, but really try to like not focus on that because I think it'll make you a miserable person. Yeah. And like, just do it for you, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know? Um, So where can people follow you? You know, where do you want them to be directed to all that? I'll have it all linked to the show notes, but I want you to say it for everyone while they're listening. Um, my Instagram and my TikTok is Kimberly. I feel like that's where like I'm most active on. I have a podcast called Our Hollywood. We're starting season three in July. And um, YouTube is Kimberly as well. I'm going to start posting more frequently on there. And yeah. Beautiful. That's it. All right. Is there anything else that you want to add on before I end this? Is there anything else you want to say that we didn't talk about? Um, no, not really. Just like if anything resonated that I said, or like if there's anything you want to unpack or like you have an opposing opinion on what I said, I always want to like listen to other people and feel free to like slide in your DMs, my DMs respectfully, of course. Um, I love talking to people and having conversations, as you can tell, because we talked for like hours. Two hours. <laughs> it's beautiful, though. That's why I love doing this. It's so fun. So thank you for being on here. And thank you for answering me and doing this with me. I appreciate yeah, thank it. Thank you for thinking about me. Yeah, of course. Okay. Right. Bye. Yes, have a good day. Bye. All righty, you guys. And that is today's episode. I hope you guys got to enjoy Kimberly a little bit more, know a little bit more about herself, her TikTok, and what she does. And also just, I love talking to her because I love talking about, you know, graduating in the middle of the pandemic and trying to figure out life and steer and pivot and just kind of throw a wrench in your whole plans that you had for yourself. So I hope you guys got a little bit of advice from her and kind of related to her on that level and felt a little bit better about kind of um, you know not following your plan exactly how you thought it was going to be I will have everything in the show notes for you guys to go follow her on TikTok on Instagram and listen to her podcast 
um, called Our Hollywood. So I'll have it all linked down below for you guys. And I will talk to you guys next Wednesday. Make sure that you follow the podcast. You rate it five stars on iTunes, Spotify, whatever the fuck you're listening to it on. And follow me on Instagram at loudmouthpod, on Twitter at loudmouth underscore pod, and all of those wonderful things. Please send me TikTokers that you guys want me to interview, Instagrammers, YouTubers, um, writers, I don't know, whatever you, whoever you think should be on Loudmouth Podcast, hit me up and let me know and I will try my best to get them on here for you guys. So I love you guys and I will talk to you all next week where my episode probably won't be as bubbly and happy because uh, we're going to talk about the war on drugs. Woohoo! Okay. <laughs> all right. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.